These are our newly arrived surgeons, Doctors Trowbridge and Greenbaum. Doctor? 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 And Doctor. Welcome back to the next episode of Comic Book Bullies, where Nerd is the New Bully. Uh, I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Eli, and guess what? We have a guest today. Uh, for the first time on the new show, we have a guest in the, in the audience today also. We want to welcome Cliff Wayne, to, uh, Cliff Wayne to the show, actually also known as the Living Motherfucking Tribunal. <laughs> That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> so, Cliff, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little something about yourself. Well, it's it's pronounced Win, but you know, not Wayne. Fuck that I, I up. Know. Okay. Hey, hey, but it's it's all good. It's all good. Everybody does it. But uh, yeah, I'm a avid comic book reader. I started collecting comics in around 1977, 78. Uh, I've replaced two hundred thousand dollar collections in my lifetime. Uh, I got nicknamed the Tribunal because that's all I really know is comics, and I believe in the comic. I believe in science fiction literature. I believe in canon. I believe in good writing. I don't believe in gimmicks. And that's why I piss people off. A lot of people today, a lot of people today love those gimmicks. You know. I mean, but the thing I, is, if you if you if you've been reading comics a long time, we've seen this stuff before. Yeah, and 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 that's the whole thing because uh, I coined the phrase "cartoon boys," uh, right? Which is a generation of fans who their whole knowledge of uh, the comic book genre is based on cartoons and we all know as much as I love Spider-Man as an amazing friend that was complete and total hogwash <laughs> right or even the X-Men cartoon who everybody oh, loved but I'm sitting here watching it like no this stuff didn't happen the way it's supposed to happen yeah I, I was I'm still trying to figure out who Morph was you know I, right I just, <laughs> you know when and, and and when he died did he really die or, or what happened and why did he look like mastermind so, it's it's right. It's so confusing. Like they just took whatever they want to from the storyline. But you're right. People get yeah. their information from other sources, then claim they know comics, and they want to argue with uh, comic book fans. Um, I think me and you first hooked up on uh, the the, uh, the comic book Illuminati site, uh, yep. the original one, and then we stayed in touch on the new one. And yep. uh, what I found is that. A lot of people resent comic book fans, old comic book fans. And it's and it seems like it comes from a stance of, well, that's not how it is now. It's kind of like, you know, when you see people say, well, that ain't music. This right. is music. Like, get off you know? my lawn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get off. And, 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 you know, when you try to correct them, I think that's what the problem was, because, you know, I call the host of the show chaos. 
Right. Because, and now, 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 how did I get the name Chaos? Because I, I never really figured that out. Okay. When Marcella started calling me, uh, making it known that I was going to be called the tri- Living Tribunal, you know, I would end posts like that because I always watch. I watch everybody's posts. And you would always come out with this nugget, this nugget of great information, but you would say it in a way or you would post it in a way that would just put the screws to people who didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> right. And it, and it would erupt the post into just utter chaos. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, in the pantheon of Marvel Comics, there's Lord Chaos. There's Living Tribunal. And there's Galactus. And right. I said, well, this guy, Leroy, he knows his stuff. So I gave you that name. <laughs> okay. And and on the site, if I realize that you know what you're talking about, I will give you a nickname. Okay. You know? so I, I never knew the, the inside job. I mean, I know who Chaos is in the comment, like, the, yeah. you know, the half, uh, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I never knew why, how I got the name from that, so. Yeah, because sometimes you're really nice. You're, you're Lord Order. And then out of nowhere, you would come up with like, like but you still suck, though. <laughs> you know, or right. Gwen Stacy still dead, though. You know, and <laughs> right. it was just it was just it was like certain guys you would just burn up and you would bait them in. And it would be so hilarious because I can see it coming. <laughs> And I do it sometimes. Like I, I, I know I say some fucked up shit, and they just walk away from the post, and it's come yeah. back like an hour, two hours later, see it's just all erupted into some bullshit, you know. Well, well, I did it. I did it this weekend because I, I <laughs> knew. Did? I, yeah. Oh yeah, with the uh, Doctor Who thing. Oh, I oh, started. Yeah, well, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Okay. Yeah, we, we're gonna have a, a nice little discussion about that. So. Okay. But but what we gonna do? Okay. So like I said, we got the tribunal here. Here. Uh, we were here. We got Eli here, so we're gonna go ahead, go ahead and start the show up because we got stuff we want to get out now. Now, Eli, you're yeah. my horror guy, right? Okay. Okay. So you're my horror guy. So uh, I guess we're gonna have to pay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let you take it away from there because you know what we're gonna talk about right now. You know how we always start the show. Yeah, it seems every week uh, we're always starting the show where somebody died, and this time horror legend George Romero, father of the zombie movie, modern zombie, has passed away. Kind of shocking. He was working on another movie, too. Another zombie movie. Um, now, which movie was this? It was called Road of the Dead, I think he was calling it. And uh, it was supposed to be like a Mad Max zombie movie type thing. Um, like in the future or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's his all his zombie movies are like, yeah, or some post-apocalyptic. I mean, he invented the genre, you know. Right. Um, so... That's what I heard. He was working on a new movie, and then it's so to hear to see it, you know, all these posts like yesterday. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, came from out of nowhere. I mean, he was. I mean, he was like 77, so that's a good run. But still, I mean, he was still active. You know, he's still working on shit. Right. So. right. I mean, especially if you hear somebody still working, still acting, it's all of a sudden. It's, it's it's different if they drop out of sight, you don't see them anymore. But it's different when they're still working and that thing happened. So, yeah, yeah uh, uh, rest in peace to George Merrill, really. Now, but he was the only one that passed. Like, no, we got no. that news, and then we had uh, Martin Landau that passed yes. also, like, like almost like 30 minutes in between each other. If, and I'm, I'm, that made me an exaggeration when we heard that they both passed. And I was like, wow, that, that was pretty shocking there, too. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, and he was, he was a true legend, too. Uh, but uh, back to George Romero, uh I remember being terrified 
at when the Night of the Living Dead first came out, and yeah. uh, watching it as a, as a kid and hearing, seeing the, uh, the poor black guy who had fought to save everybody get shot in the head at the end. Right. And yeah. I was like, it, it always reminds you. Of, right. It always reminds you of kind of like Get Out, how they kind of right. like put a put a twist on like we know the ending you expect and we're gonna change it up because they've already done that before, you know. Right. Well, and he was a master of that. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't George Romero, wasn't he behind uh, Mad Max? No, that's George no, Miller. That was George Miller. Yeah. yeah. George Miller. Okay, George all right, all right. Yeah, yeah he's hey. the guy that, that's done all the Mad Max movies, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, George yeah, Romero, that's, yeah, that's, he always had, like, a – he always attacked, ta- like, sociopolitical uh, um, issues in all of his movies. You know, especially at the original Night of the Living Dead. I mean, yeah. he that there was he was dealing with the racial tensions in the '60s. That's when it took place. That's when that movie came out. I mean, yeah, the the fact that a black guy in the '60s takes over the house, slaps a white chick, tells the white guy he's boss. During that time, that was like some bold shit, you know. And then right. he gets killed at the end. I mean, that and yeah. he always he always said that that was uh that was his take on. You know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, the assassination of them two. That, you know, that that's that after all the effort, that's still what happens, you know, with black folks. He's That was his comment on it, how it's still fucked up and shit. And then, well, you know, he always had these, uh, he always dealt with, like, even with all his movies, Dawn of the Dead, he dealt with, you know, materialism, the mall. And, yeah. 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 People yeah. always do that with zombie movies. They always use it as, a, you know, like, basic social commentary. I mean, yeah. it's not just with him, but he started it, but it's with everything. I Am Legend, you know, all, all those things. And that's where he got the idea from. Uh, Night of the Living Dead was originally inspired by the book I Am Legend, which was – it was vampires. It wasn't zombies. Right. And it was right. like – but the whole – the end of the world came. A virus, you know, wiped out humanity. That was the idea he got it from. It was this, this post-apocalyptic world. You know, society fell and – that's where he got the idea from, but he changed it to these the flesh. It was originally entitled Night of the Flesh Eaters, but you know right. the copyright, all that copyright dispute, he lost the rights to that, that movie. That's why he's not rich because <laughs> that movie's it's public domain now. I mean, he totally got fucked over huh, as far as copywriting and getting the rights to the original Night of the Living Dead, and that was the first zombie movie, you know, modern day zombie movie. Because before that, zombies were like the mummy or like voodoo type shit, you know? right? Hey, you know, it's funny. People don't really consider M. Legend as a movie. Like, you, I've, I've had a conversation with people before, but they don't see it that way. But that's what they were. They were zombies. Yeah. Like in the Will Smith movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were. I'm, the uh, What was it? The uh, the Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price? Yeah. Yep. Which was the o- Omega person. Man. Omega, yeah, Omega Man, Man with uh, Charles, Charles Heston. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the, the you know, I hear, you know, I'm an old guy. And I hear the word trope or all, however you pronounce it pronounce it troop trope whatever it is but i go back to you know my comic book thing uh, neil adams told me everybody steals yep. and horror movies from romero to the greatest of all time john carpenter uh to the old christopher lee draculas i mean all of them have taken effects from the night of the living dead you know and uh the shadowing the 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 dialogue the gore, you know, and, and the really crazy part is in the 60s and 70s, the gore was real life 
got heavy, went away, and it's come back in the last few years with like Hostel and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, where they just sell the movie on gore, like it's nothing else. On the gore. Movie, you know? yeah. Saw. Saw is nothing but a gore fest. Right. Yeah. There's nothing frightening about Saw. You know, it's just you know who can get fucked up the most. That's right. <laughs> and, but some people like that. They have an audience for that. It's some I don't know. And that's, people like that. That's like kind of weird, man. You know, I, you know, yeah. I remember, uh, what was it, Horror High? Remember that got movie guys? What was that? Return, the Return to, movies? Return to Horror High? Yeah, where yeah. the guy got one of trauma movies. Yeah. yeah, where the guy got his face blown off by the shotgun. I mean, <laughs> when I was a kid, that was like the most intense shit I'd ever seen. Or like the you first know? Evil Dead, you know. Like oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. that was like they really went there. Whenever I watched, like, whoa, that was back in the seventies. Okay, <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, I spit on your grave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The original. Yeah. Oh man, the dude turned around and had a dick. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, Sleepaway Camp, where the, the killer, sleep- yeah, I where she had a dick. I thought at that the was end. I spit on oh, your grave. Okay. I spit on your grave. The dude got his dick. Cut off. Okay, I'm glad I haven't seen any of these movies. Yeah. Right, I know what you're right, talking about. I'm glad I have any desire I had to see these movies. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I, all I remember was it looked like a girl with a butcher knife and it turned around and it had a dick. And I yeah. was like, no! Yeah, that movie fucked me. I saw that when I was like 10 or 11. I, I didn't even know me what too. I didn't even know what gay people were. You know, I was going I didn't know what any of that shit existed. So yeah, that that shit like fucked me up when I saw that. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, but you know, since we're talking about horror, I have to plug my favorite horror character of all time, which is the John Carpenter Michael Myers. Yeah. Not that bullshit ass Rob Zombie one. Oh yeah, don't get me started yeah. on Rob yeah. Zombie's uh, remakes. <laughs> I guess. Oh, you mean the, you mean you mean the White Horse oh. and, and, and and his and his old lady, uh, and, and and Loomis Loomis being a columnist, <laughs> like some movies just shouldn't be remade. Just leave, leave them the way they are, and just let that movie be the movie. So preach. Yeah, I don't. But I'm gonna yeah. tell you. I will tell you this. Here's one a lot of people slept on. The uh, Friday the Thirteenth with Jared Padalecki was actually very good. Oh, oh, the remake. Yeah, I like that. One. Yeah, I, I did like, like that was, one. Yeah, that, like that one. That very, one and and the first chain, Texas chain. Saw Massacre. Yeah, oh, which yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy had the jacket. Where the guy had the hammer and hit the guy in the back of the head with the hammer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, the guy from Full Metal Jacket was pretty much in it. And he was pretending yeah. to be a sheriff, and yeah, yeah, that was that was a pretty good movie. I was like, okay, but you know, you don't ever hear anybody talk about the like, like not not every remake is bad. Sometimes when you actually put work in them, they can actually be pretty good. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Usually the good remakes are done by really good filmmakers, you know. Right. You know, like the filmmakers that you'll see later on is big yeah. name, but when they just make cash ins like uh like Nightmare on Elm Street, when yeah. you you uh, know that's bullshit from like a mile away, you know. Yeah. But you know, speaking speaking of that, like I said, I want to say rest in peace, uh, George Miracle. We want to move into the next part of, of it because we got because this is the part of the section of the uh, podcast we always talk about the box office numbers. Now, Tribunal. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to name off the top five movies. You tell me what you've seen. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me are you surprised where they are in the rankings, but I'm going to name them off right now. So, number one, we have uh, actually number one in the box office. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I thought I had the numbers, but I did. Let's see. Yeah, last week's. Not- 
<laughs> yeah, I think I pulled up last week. Like, <laughs> what was like? Oh, it was oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I got the new ones, and I'm shocked. Okay, okay. Number one, and we're gonna talk about this in a second, a little bit. Number one this week was War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. yeah, I'm kind of shocked about that one. We're saying because number two movie is Spider-Man Homecoming, which yeah. uh, had a big drop. And a lot of people were exaggerating the drop. I think the drop wasn't as big as they made up to be. I think the drop was like uh, 62%. I think people were kind of freaking out a little bit, which actually is sort of kind of no- normal, especially when you see a big number coming out, a big movie like War of Planet Hapes coming out. Uh, number three is Respectable Me, uh, not doing the numbers everybody thought they were going to do. Now, this movie here, number four is Baby Driver. Have anybody, any of you seen I, that? I still want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh you thought you would have told me about that yet. I got, yeah, man. My lady, my lady saw it. She, uh, she gave, I give you her recommendation when you get done. Okay, no problem. And we got number five, The Big Sick. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I, I don't either. Uh, but it, it's hanging in there. And number, I'm just going to read out the number, uh, the top ten, but just go real quick. Now, number six finally fell out of the top is Wonder Woman, hanging in the top five, but it kind of started to slip down a little bit. Uh, number seven is Wish Upon, oh, new I movie see. coming out, that's never heard hor- of it. That's a horror flick, yeah. Those teeny, oh, teeny bopper horror flicks, yeah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, we got number six. Uh, no, number eight is Cars Three, which I'm kind of shocked at Cars Three. It never hit number one like I like it was supposed to, and it doesn't. And you know these Disney movies are supposed to hit like a billion every time, so I'm kind of kind of shocked on that. You know, uh, number nine we have Transformers: The Last Night. Yeah, that that garbage is steady yeah. going down. Yeah, and then number ten is The House, which is you know the Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell movies actually, yeah, they never really do like huge huge numbers, but they don't have like a huge huge budget anyways. So anything they do, you know, he makes money off of, you know. Right. So, but yeah, let me just look at uh, Spider-Man Homecoming real quick because a lot, we had a lot of like bullshit rumors going out like, oh, Spider-Man is failing. Oh, Spider-Man, everybody hates it, but it only had a 62 drop. It wasn't like the 73 like they said it was going to be. And currently worldwide, the movie is already at 467 million. So it's almost, it's almost at half a billion in two weeks. Yeah, people were freaking out yesterday. (laughs) It was kind of funny. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, I had a whole section I was going to like break down. Like, so why do people. Oh, and here's the funny thing about it. Okay. So y- yesterday we saw these numbers about how Spider Man is falling off the face of the earth and Marvel made a big uh, uh, mistake even signing with Sony. But then you see it on the internet. You hear all of these noise coming out. See, I told you. See, now that I think about it, that movie did kind of suck. And then they start picking all these problems about the movies that I didn't hear anything about that the first time. Yeah, last week it was awesome. So, it was the best ever. And now it's like, uh... uh right, oh, it was the same people that were saying it was awesome <laughs> just saying the movie sucked a week later. Yeah. You know why? why because that? most of the people on the internet and in these sites that we all belong to, except my two, because uh, I don't allow clowns in my site. <laughs> uh, oh, go, yeah, since, since you mentioned it, go ahead and plug them. Okay, Old School Comics okay. and Interstellar Media Group. Okay, uh, if you're on the internet, Go find them. You'll definitely find, uh, see see you, see them on there. It's good good conversation going in there. But okay. I mean, yeah, uh, that's the thing. The, oh, they're, no, you, they're followers. Yeah. They're followers. Yeah. I mean, how many? I, and when you got the name Chaos, it's because you lit up this one guy whose initials are GK. <laughs> how are you talking about? Everything that comes out is epic. It's awesome. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna rule. 
and then it comes out and it sucks. <laughs> and then he blames the markets and he blames this and he blames that. Well, I live right around the corner from a movie theater. Right. So whatever I want to see, if I can't stream it, I go watch it. And usually I'll go watch it and then I'll stream it to get my second viewing. But Spider-Man Homecoming, that's what we're talking about now, right? Right. We're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming was the truest, amazing Spider-Man comic adaption ever made. Um, Peter Parker got his powers when he was 15 years old. Tom Holland was excellent. Uh, I did not like the Ned Leeds character. I think they should have, since he looked like the guy from Ultimate Spider-Man, they should have gone with that. But, you know, they just, Sony has so much control over certain things. You know, there's certain characters that they feel like they have to have in the movies. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, a little short Korean kid was called Ned Leeds. And anybody who's ever read a Spider-Man comic book knows that's the farthest thing from the truth. He could have very easily been Philip Chang. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the thing was, at that time, you know, Spider-Man really didn't have any close friends. When right, he was around he like 15 but he did not have friends. He but, was, but here's the he, thing. But how, how does that translate over to a movie now? Because the thing is, in the comic books, you had Spider-Man basically, like, if he had issues or problems, he had nobody to talk to. So he right. pretty much was in his room just talking to himself. Right. I don't know how that would translate into a movie. That's the thing. So you got to have – so basically Ned Leeds, even though he really wasn't Ned Leeds, Ned Leeds he was basically uh, a soundboard for Peter. That's you know, right. It, he, yeah. He was basically kind of us, if you really think like – he was the audience, you know. As, as you as he said in the movie, he's the guy in the seat, you know, which was, was us. <laughs> which was us. He's the guy who's like, oh man, can you do this? Can you do that? I, you know, so many people want to hate comic book movies, and they don't want to admit it. They want to hate comic book movies. I'm I, I'm a big Bill Maher fan. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maher, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill Maher, Bill Maher wants to blame stupid people on comic book movies yeah oh cliff we had it we had a entire conversation about just that same subject yeah. you, you go ahead about that we brought it up and, a few weeks ago yeah and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna share a little personal information with you guys i learned how to read reading comic books mm-hmm. and leroy can un- will we'll, we'll get this and he lied I, I haven't met you i don't know if you're you're black or not no but um <laughs> well i don't, I don't know yeah. i mean i'm from Ar- i'm from arkansas and people tell me they can't tell what race I am when they talk to me on the phone. So <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, so what I'm getting at is growing up in our, in black culture, kids who read were nerds. Kids oh, who read. Actually, comics, it was worse than that. We were worse. I'm, I mean, we, 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 we were some weird motherfuckers. That's what we right. were. <laughs> and, exactly. if we read, and if we read comic books, we were some really weird, no pussy getting motherfuckers. That's how we were treated. <laughs> and that's the truth. So when I when I see this, I'm like, you you got this culture that's seeping into the geek culture, the you know, the comic book, uh, cartoon, anime, gaming culture. And what it is, they're people, they're not really fans. But they're, they're such they're the real losers. They're the ones who can't read, they're the ones who can't imagine they're the ones who don't have any friends and they want to come over into our world and they're the people who make all these outlandish outlandish posts like in CBR I put them out there nobody else will 
<laughs> saying Spider-Man is failing. Spider-Man is not failing. Spider-Man right. like it's further from the ass. truth. It's not fair. We we have yeah. right here is not failing. So. Yeah, and I mean Jay Z, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Again, just, somebody, hey, some smart ass gonna hear this. Oh, you can manipulate numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are the numbers. They're right there. <laughs> like we're not dealing with estimates or somebody's asshole opinion. The numbers are right there. It's at four hundred a million in two weeks. Now, will it hit a billion? Probably not. But it's not a failure. It's the furthest thing from a failure. Bill Maher blames everything right now. He's been for the last three episodes. After he messed around and called himself a house nigga, uh, I saw that episode. He too. Been, yeah, he been yeah. on he been on comic books, and I'm gonna tell you uh, when Ice Cube came on there, Ice Cube was really nice to him. Uh, Michael Dyson was really nice to him because Ice Cube told him the truth. That word divides black people up and down the coast, all over the country. But here's the question that one of my favorite guys ever said. Smokey Robinson did a poem, and if you've been on the Internet, you probably saw it. Black people and any people of color have been called more names in this country than, than anything. We've gone from being Negro, which is uh, Portuguese for black, to being niggas because the Dutch and the Swedish and the German settlers could not pronounce Negro to being Negras, which is what happens when inbreds who can't read or write try and say Negro, <laughs> to being uh, colored, to being black, to being African American. And we're not alone. I mean, the Native Americans have had five different names too. Eli, you can. Right? Speak yeah, on yeah. Cherry Buck. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna name them all. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, hold on. Now, I, 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 let's get back to that. Now, what, you said that Cherry Book. That's kind of like the, I guess, like the Sambo I guess. Uh, of being a black. Kind of like you're not, you know, native, but you are native, or you you want to be something else. Like well, it's cher- native well, sell out. Well, Cherry is as in red, and Buck as in another, yeah. you know, another derogatory term, you know. I've also, uh, okay, I, I, okay. I, I've also been called prairie nigger, timber nigger. It was another word up here, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, but, but you know, okay. So I take it you're Native American. Yeah. Here's something. Here's something that that um I used to, I did I used to do stand up comedy in the late nineties. Oh no shit. And okay. And I made the joke one time, and and, and years later Chris Rock said the same exact joke. Yeah. Oh, the black people joke. Yeah. Right. Right. If, now, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but guess what? We I actually have a topic on the list. We're gonna come back to that. Okay. But I'm gonna let you finish. If if you are a person of color and you call me nigger, it won't bother me. It won't. You know why? Because I am not one. I am not low down. I am not, not dirty. I'm not backstabbing. I'm not evil. And I'm not lazy. Now, if you call me a black son bitch, then you get my attention. Because the definition of the word nigger does not have a color or a race associated with it. It describes the wretchedness of a person. And in society, there's only been one group of niggers on this whole planet. 
And everywhere they gone, they raised hell. And just like every other race, there's some good and there's some bad. But they always want to make black people and red people and brown people feel like we're less than human beings, like we have to prove something. And that's my seriousness of the day. Let's get back to the fun <laughs> shit. <laughs> but guess what? Actually, because I was going to go somewhere with that, so I'm glad you're on the topic of that. But like I said, we're going to uh, leave the blockbuster alone. Somewhere we got sidetracked. But oh. Spider-Man is doing pretty good right now. Wonder Woman. Where's Wonder Woman at right now? Oh, great movie. Yeah, because they were saying, oh, how Wonder Woman is kicking. Now, Wonder Woman is doing good. Wonder Woman is doing good, even though it kind of slipped out of number six. Let me just give you a quick rundown of where we are. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, currently, worldwide, Wonder Woman is at $765 million. Mm-hmm. So, worldwide is the second highest DCEU movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's top ten highest grossing superhero origin movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. And it is the highest grossing domestic DCEU movie. So, yeah, Wonder Woman is kicking ass. I'm hearing what they're doing right now. Uh, I'm thinking that a Justice League trailer is going to drop next week. And they've been reshooting things to make, you know, Wonder Woman more prominent in the in the Justice League trailer. Because basically she she's on high street. She's kind of like the only thing that they struck gold with right now. So everything we all can. Yeah, we all know argue on the other stuff but we we, well, we all agree Wonder Woman was a hit so well the the Batman versus Superman Uh-oh. is a is a victim <laughs> is a victim of the suits the I suits, agree with you. Yeah. the suits love Batman they wake up in the morning with a bat sized cock in their mouth <laughs> they give no love to Superman I don't think they the, know what to do with Superman they don't they don't know what, and you're absolutely right. In the comics or the movies, Superman is so OP. Is that the correct term for the young ones are using these days? OP. And that's, that's the, yeah, that's the new slang okay. term. Okay. That you can't really have, he can't have an enemy, just one enemy. The guy can move planets. You know? And it's just, and I'm not going to go there because I know Delvin Miles is going to hear this and he's going to be like, here you go on Lois Lane, but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> um, the Superman that, they're want, that they wanted to shoot, and this is just my personal opinion from, from observation, they want the injustice Superman. And they're going to get him. I'm gonna gonna take, they're going to get him. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm calling it right now. We have, from, from a week from now, a Justice League trailer is supposed to be confirmed to come out. I guarantee you they're going to show Superman to be evil. I guarantee right. you. Because they don't know they don't know how to write him any other way. And Man of Steel, people are so divided on Man of Steel. If Superman got his costume on Monday and fought Zod on Wednesday, he's not Superman. Right. He's, he's Clark. He, he's Clark who's confused. He thought he was a human being. He's not. You know, he's angry. And he got these people who related to him showing up talking about you coming with us. (laughs) Are we going to kill everybody on the planet? So I ask yourself, what would you do? Man of Steel was an origin movie. Yeah. And people wanted him to go, he should have gone out of the city. Why? He didn't go out to Dragon Ball Z, right. (laughs) He didn't go out to the city in Superman 2. 
Right. And plus, even if he left the city, why was I following? Yeah. Like, okay, you leave. I'm just gonna just fuck up the city. It was 18 Kryptonians on that world engine. Right. 18, not three. 18. We didn't even see the ones that stayed up there. We only saw Zod and uh, Ursula. Uh, Thor. But yeah. A Thor. And and the big one, I guess he was supposed to be Nod. Uh, Namek, but yeah. Namek, you, you know, but whoever they were. We only saw those three, but we know there were more. Right. They, they, they exiled his whole platoon that tried to take over Krypton. Right. But the thing about it is, when they did Batman versus Superman, it was so stupid the way they theatrically released it. Why was Batman mad at Superman? Batman is supposed to be a detective, one of the most, most intelligent people on the planet. He knows Superman didn't mean to cause that damage. Right. So why was he mad? Yeah, that was my question. That was my question. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we, I mean, this is what we would argue about every week on the podcast. Well, last year. Right, but it's like, it's it's just so so many stupid, like, why do people think Superman shot people in Africa? That's what I want to know. That's the shit that I don't understand, you know. Yeah, why would this dude shoot beans out of his eyes? He don't need no gun. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, why is he, they found bullet holes in people. Oh, Superman did it. Like, wait, what? Oh, they bad him for Capitol Hill. They had proof. He didn't do it. And then they still want to. And then, and then did they try covering it up? So there was <laughs> some shit like oh yeah. yeah I, and, I don't know what the, it was. And, it was so many fucking problems with that movie. Uh, but we're not gonna go there. Like yeah, I said, we, we yeah. talked about BBS for a long time. The movie sucked. That's, Let's just move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we and I've got I've got the uh, the director's cut or the extended version, and it's better. It explains a little bit more that it was a setup I, and all. I don't think I don't think it's better. I think it was. I think the movie had so many problems. All it did is just drag out the problems even more. It well, was a two hour, two and a half hour bad movie to a three hour bad movie. Well, when I say it was better, the supporting cast stuff was better. Not the Superman Batman stuff. That still sucked oh. donkey ass. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, but the that the girl was a was a uh, actress. Yeah, was we figured it out. Yeah. Okay, but if you didn't see the theatrical cut, most people didn't figure that out. Well, I don't know how much that added to it because the thing is, okay, in the theatrical version, we see her in Capitol Hill, you know, doing all stuff like that. She's basically throwing Superman under the bus. Now, whether she's an actress or not like that, I don't think it really adds. I almost like it better if if she wasn't an actress. Like, it it almost lets Superman's actions off the hook. Like, he's sticking his nose in political business where it don't belong. Now, having her not an actress and having her in Capitol Hill saying Superman fucked up, that puts the blame on Superman. But having her her as an actress and having Lex Luthor having his hands in everything, it kind of lets him off the hook too much. Well, you know, it kind of takes some of the ambiguity out of it. And, and that's that, that's all true. I just I enjoyed that part. But here's the here's the million dollar question for Eli. Yeah. How in the blue hell did Lex Luthor know who Batman was? Yeah. Zack Snyder, man. How did, <laughs> hold on. And how did how when did Clark? Know who Batman with Bruce? Oh no 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 no! That that was explained. That was explained in the movie. Uh, how Clark figured out Bruce? That was explained when uh when Alfred was talking to Bruce in the party. Clark heard it. Okay, if that I mean if that's all it was, that's like the lamest. I know who you are. Of all, I mean they could have they could have picked from any number of cards. They could have had him look under his mask. 
the X-ray vision. You know, but I mean, but he heard he heard Alfred in the earpiece, so I, I was I was cool with that. So yeah, I I was like, hold on, man, how you know that's Bruce? And how did Bruce know he was Clark? He's wearing glasses. I mean, come on, man, you know that, them glasses been working magic for seventy years. No, I don't think they did. And not in this movie. I don't think in this movie. I think like Perry White. I think he knew the entire time who Clark Kent was. Yeah. He just like I'm gonna just let you work anyway, even because he sucked at his job. He was fucking terrible. He barely came yeah. to work. He didn't turn in anything, but he still had a job. Yeah, he was the worst. He was the worst reporter ever. Right. So I'm. And plus, they always hinted that Perry White always kind of because because Superman does that shit in the comic books. Like he'll just uh go out of space for like six months and just gone, like never return, and then come back, shows up six months later, and say, uh, yeah, Perry McCarthy. You're like, okay, whatever, have a day. So you know, so Perry's just like, okay, he's Superman, whatever, but just just go over there. I think I think everybody David Plant knows who he is. Yeah, I didn't like. Don't say shit. I didn't like they shot Jimmy Olsen in the head though. I ain't oh, like I that. love that. Fuck Jimmy Olsen. Oh come on, man, not I Jimmy. Double, I wish he would have double tapped him. Bam, bam. Damn. Damn. Well, they did double tap his ass. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> they hit. Hey, hey, they hit with a forty-five in the grill. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jimmy. Like, man, fuck Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen serves no purpose. He's just he's a useless character. Hey, we need to do a podcast about useless supporting characters, and you know Lois Lane is my number one. But anyway. Well, we we can move on. We can move on. Oh, but like, like we're gonna come back to the other section we had oh. before. Okay, so we talked about Just League. We know Just League trailer is gonna suck, but yeah. this past weekend, two days ago, yesterday, depending on when you hear this, we had the D twenty three uh uh presentation. Right. And did any of you guys get a chance to see that? Even though I know it really wasn't. I watched like the, the clip. The I watched a little bit of like the panel. They had like clips of the panel. All they did was just introduce everybody. Uh, not, yeah, and, and they, not that, show the that trailers. wasn't even everybody. Right, but that wasn't even everybody. They were just sending like all kind of people, like Winter Soldier and and Bucky. Well, I already said Bucky. War Machine, <laughs> uh, Mantis. You know, they didn't even have like uh 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 Chris Evans and I think Chris Hemsworth went there. So it was like not even everybody was there. It's, so the the movie's gonna be insane if they have all these people in just one movie. That's gonna be insane. Well, the clip I saw had the actual bootleg trailer in it that somebody filmed. Oh no! So shit. I know, I know which Avengers gonna die, and I oh. saw him die. Don't, don't I'm not say gonna it. say it. Don't I'm say not it. gonna say it because the not, clip went up. Yeah. The clip went up, and Thanos. For all you people listening, if you watch Superhero Squad or that garbage ass <laughs> Avengers Assemble, that's not Thanos. <laughs> you need to go pick up. You need to go pick up some old Avengers. Uh. Cosmic Wars and the Kree Scroll War, and get some Jim Starlin in your system so you can see how evil Thanos is. Cause Thanos pulls a Sam Jackson on Thor, and sticks his hand up his ass, and works him like a puppet. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you that ain't a spoiler. Thanos is Thanos, the Thanos that we grew up with. He doesn't need the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet to kill everybody. But that's exactly what I want to talk about because okay, we have Thanos here, and we did see Josh Brolin there also holding the Gauntlet, and he was swole as a motherfucker. He, I know he's like, you know, he's doing the cable thing too. So, hey, he double dipping. Yeah, hey, he can do that. <laughs> I was like, man, what the fuck is Josh Brolin on? Like he's swole, like he don't even need the purple suit. He can just show up, just whoop ass, you know. But uh, Josh, Josh could be Batman for all I care. 
I could picture him as like a Dark Knight Returns yeah. type. Yeah. Hey, Batman like, Beyond. Yeah. He, he he's be, not there. He's not there yet. He's not Batman Beyond yet. That's still like Michael Keaton could definitely do like the old Bruce Wayne, but he's like that definitely like I yeah. Josh Brolin would do a better job than than uh, Ben Affleck right now. We know well, this. Well, let me ask you this: If he wasn't so batshit crazy, I would love to see Clint Eastwood as the old Batman. Yeah, he's he's almost too he's almost too. If they did the movie about fifteen twenty years ago, I could see him as old Batman. He's he's gone on too far off that now off the reservation now. So, but here's what I want to talk about. Okay, so we had Josh Brolin. He showed up. Now we did see who was behind. I mean, like the the models of the people that were behind him because they showed a picture of what Thanos is going to look like in Infinity War, and they also showed the Black Order. Now, and I'm right. pretty sure everybody's familiar with the Black Order. They're basically like Thanos. Right hand goons, you know, and mostly they're, they're supposed to be just as strong as the Avengers by themselves, you know, right. even without Thanos. So it's going to be interesting when, you know, Thanos six them on them and then he shows up and they got that's going to that's going to be interesting. So. And plus, I don't I don't know if he's going to have like an entire army with them also. He just he should. Yeah, he, yeah it's a charge. The charge is, is his goons in uh in like the MCU or anything like that. So, yeah, he'll probably have the Black Order plus Jatari. Plus some more guys. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Well, we all know from the comics that, you know, War Machine, I don't know how he's even going to be in the movie. Because last time we saw him, he was paralyzed. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, the suit will make him walk. Yeah, they, they'll just explain it in two sentences. What What do you guys think of the Avengers? Which one? The what movies? are you talking about, the, the movie? or? Yeah, what do you guys think of the, of the, of the two and a half movies, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Captain America? Civil War. That's the half Avenger movie. Uh, I still say Captain America was a Captain America movie, but I love the Avengers movie. Even Age of Ultron, I love the Age of Ultron movie. I actually thought Age of Ultron was better than Avengers. I can, I can agree with that. It's just that, that. it's just that Avengers was that lightning in a bottle, that thing we've never seen before. Right. But at the same time, Age of Ultron, I feel like, took it for him, didn't improve on it, but those same flaws that Avengers had, Age of Ultron kind of had too. But we weren't as forgiving the next time. So that's why we looked right. down at it than we did. The, like a, a lot of bad shit in Avengers, we let slide. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've never made a movie. And these things, these movies are, are my childhood coming true. Because I to see a Hulk that actually is the Hulk. Like a real Hulk, right. A real Hulk, you know, is amazing. To see the God of Thunder, not the Prince of Thunder. The God of Thunder, Thor, you know, and to see Captain America, you know, in New York City, giving orders and whooping ass. And that elevator scene in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Love man, <laughs> if Batman had been in that elevator, he'd have whooped his ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, hey, that's the cold. That's one of the, my top five coldest lines in a comic book movie. Yeah. Before we begin. Does anybody want to get out? And even just set the setup to the scene before that, because Cap was like looking around and he was piecing yeah. together, like this guy was sweating. There's too yeah. many guys in here. The way they're positioned, like you could see him piecing it together. Like, okay, yeah. it's about to go down. Because he was a, he's a soldier, and that's that's the one thing that that the comic writers got right in Ultimate Cap, Captain America. He's a old dirt dog World War II Black Force Nazi fighting soldier. He's a killer. 
Captain America will kill you if he has to. You know, nobody carries a gun except on a long ranger to wound. Right. And that's the thing what I like about that, that they they took elements from the Ultimate Universe and the regular 616 Universe and kind of made movie cap. Like, they took the best parts of Ultimate, but not the yeah. xenophobic, you know, flag-waving douchebag part. They left that part out and put, you know, per, the real cast personality in there. Well, you know, that was Kirby. Because Kirby was a, was, a, was a weird dude, man. <laughs> Jack Kirby was weird. He was a great artist, but he was weird, and he overpowered the people who were writing for him except for Stan and I don't yeah. think he could I don't think he could run over Busima. Right. But a lot of the other ones he could run over because he was Jack Kirby. Uh him and Steve Ditko was some weird, you know, left right wing cats. You know, I believe that. And especially if you read that work, you can all the social political things they had back in there. It's, it's all shows up in the books, you know. Right. Whether it's overt or kind of subliminal, it's it's in there. Yeah. And but yeah, Captain America and then um, the vision. I love the vision. I think that just to see the vision on screen walking around is amazing. Uh, I mean, I don't know I just, why. I just love the twist they did with him that, you know, he was Jarvis. Well, and I know some people don't like it when things are changed in the comics, but I like how what they did with him. Like, he was the AI, then they turned right. him into the vision. You know, so like, I was loving that part of it. Plus, I even love that they had the Scarlet Witch vision, you know, will they or won't they? Well, not in the will, but they, they actually had their relationship in there. Or it's building to a point, so I was loving that. Right, I, I'm and and you've seen my posts. I don't. I'm not a guy who likes a whole lot of change from right. the subject matter, but that's not a problem because Jarvis, you know, to comic book fans, you know, I know you just got done reading the Avengers, uh, but you started at one, and where you at now? Three fifty four. Okay, done. you're done. Yeah. Okay, Jarvis as a character in the comics was an integral part part of their, you know, history. And when they did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and there was an Edwin Jarvis on there, that kind of made me feel better about them, you know, having him as the AI. Right. And, but you but you do understand why they changed him to an AI well, like the first Iron yeah, Man. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly why. Yeah. And, and I had no problem with it, you know. Now, I'll tell you, the only thing I had a problem with in any Marvel comic book movie was Michael Douglas being ninety years old, Hank Pym? No, I love that. I love that. I, Hank Pym I, had to change. They couldn't I, I know. Hank Pym the same way it was, and you know why? Yeah, because he beat his old lady. Right. So that, that's <laughs> the best way to avoid that conversation altogether. And I know, I know why they did, did it. And the other one was when they put that lie out about they had to cast Tilda Swinton as the ancient one because of Chinese died and they didn't want to offend anybody. But yet you got the Chinese master with one hand in there. And Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't blow smoke up my ass. Just tell me you wanted to, you know, you guys want to add Tilda Swinton to the movie. And as far as Asian cast and Marvel is always kind of shied away from that for some reason. Like the Mandarin wasn't Asian. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jensen. Jensen, the guy that uh was in that helped Iron, Iron Man build his lab. Uh the Iron Man suit, he was supposed to be the Asian in the comics. They changed that. Uh, who else they changed? There was one other person they changed also. Well, you just said it. Yeah, uh, ancient one. Yeah, which, and it made no sense. You know? And that's the thing about the, the Mandarin switch. Like, okay, uh, Trevor, Trevor Slattery wasn't Mandarin. Okay, I get that. But if you're going to switch it, 
it, switch with an Asian guy. Why are you gonna make a switch with a white guy? Right. And and Ben Kingsley, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna dress him up and he looked like a warlord. And then have him come out and be some idiot <laughs> at the end of the movie. That just that bought Iron Man three to a smoldering crash. I think just because I actually like the change. I think people missed the point of that. The whole point was that they were trying to show you that sometimes the bad guy that you think that's in front of you that looks like a bad guy isn't the guy you need to be paying attention to. It's the guy behind him you need to be paying attention to. And I I got that when they did it. But I I still, because I love Ben Kingsley, and he is such a delicious villain. And then we, and you know, uh, it was a guy on the on the uh, CBI site who was trying to, I don't know why he wanted to argue with me about it. Uh, everybody else said the Mandarin two on the worst villain. Did you see that post? I mean, yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, I, I actually said Mandarin because reason yeah. I was mad because I'm like, okay, if you're gonna do the switch, at least switch him to what we expect to be Mandarin. Like, don't make him some snotty nosed white guy that showed up out of nowhere. Like, make him okay. Hey, oh no, I'm really the Mandarin. You know, give us what we expect. Uh, and his reason for hating Tony Stark was his feelings were hurt. Right. That's all fools. Look, the Mandarin was a criminal. He was a warlord. And Tony Stark got in his way. Especially since the movie had been building up the right. Mandarin. And like the Ten Rings, the they've ten been building rings. it up for the, the last three movies. They just threw that storyline out the window. Yeah. Well, and, and we all know that Marvel Studios has had some growing pains. I mean, the the you know whiplash the mickey rourke stuff with you know i like mickey rourke you know uh i like ed norton but they've had some crybaby actors in there who want things to be the way that they want them to be you know uh they're lucky that you know they even let him be in the movie and you know no now let me ask you this tony stark can anybody else play him after robert downey jr of course I've never, I've never uh, subscribed to that notion that only one guy can play this guy and that's it. Now, nah, you can find another actor to play anybody. It's just that he just happened to land in the spot at the right time. When he yeah. steps down, somebody else will pick up the role later on. Will he mimic Robert Downey Jr. or will he Probably try? Not to- because no, because he won't. Because Robert Downey Jr. is just playing Robert Downey Jr. He's not really playing Tony Stark from the eighties and nineties. He's putting his own spin on it. And but what Marvel was doing, like, wait, the way he's playing Tony Stark is way better than we ever wrote Tony Stark. So right. let's go ahead and write him like Robert Downey Jr. before anybody catches on and see what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, Tony Stark was a, a very boring character. Exactly. He was just business guy walking around. He was a boring character, but Robert Downey Jr. put his own spin on it. So so the next guy that comes on, he's not going to do – hopefully he won't do Robert Downey Jr. He'll put his own spin on it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. All right, oh, but, but, but we, we can move on. We got some other stuff I want to talk about also. Okay, bringing it back to the earlier point on there, also on the D23 trailer, well, the D23 uh, thing, I want to talk about Black Panther. Now, like I said, we did have like a whole bunch of uh, photos released, like about 20 or 30 photos, things like that. And there was some other news on there also. Now, did you hear about the Man Ape story? I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Okay, before we go there, just whoever haven't heard it, basically what we're talking about is that Apparently, uh, Marvel says that Man Ape's name is insensible. Black Panther's villain's name, the Man Ape. So what they're going to do is not call him the Man Ape, you know, for whatever reason. So just want to know 
Eli, you can chime in on this too. What did you think about the the whole Manning situation? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's the whole like like I said, they they've they been getting shit for Iron Fist. They've been getting shit, you know, about Tilda Swinton. Now they're like, it's like they're walking on eggshell, and they're like, you know, uh, we better not call him a Manny because somebody's gonna get offended and blah 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 blah, blah and all this shit, and, you know, when yeah. That's what I think. I think it's a little overreacting, but you know. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's not really even gonna matter. Yeah. Because when people watch the movie, they're gonna see him. They're gonna talk to the nerd friend. Oh, who is that? Oh, this man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter if they call it like, like for instance, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has never been called Wonder Woman in these two movies she's been in. Yeah. But we all know she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Just like in so, the trailer, like and Marvel we saw, can't avoid it all. The, yeah, we right. saw the trailer. Hey, Manny. You know. <laughs> Exactly. I, I said the same thing. Like, that's Manny. You know, what's his name? I didn't go, oh, I I'm not going to say Manny. I, I don't you even know. know his real name. I don't, <laughs> they're going to call him his real name. I don't even know it. You know? Right. They could, and they could probably say the interview, oh, you're playing Manny, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and, and here's my whole thing about that. Now, I, I know we uh, – no, 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 hold up. Cliff, I want to get you – before I go in there, what was your whole opinion on the whole Manny thing? They named him Manny. Call him Man Ape. If you offended, if you offended by a character's name, then you offended by everything on on this planet. You can't watch the Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Oakland Raiders, because those are all offensive names to somebody. <laughs> now, you know? now here's here's my whole thing about the Man Ape thing. Now, is Man Ape insensitive? Yeah. Is he sort of kind of racist? Yeah. Should they do it? Yeah, they should do it. That's the thing about, and this is the problem with the country right now why we're in the mess we're in because we try to cover up our history and our past we try to pretend like stuff never happened and sweep under the rug don't do that lean into characters like Manate. go like we understand what Manate was taught what you know what he's implying was he insinuating why he made them you know uh they try to relate h to africa and things like that and you know whatever the point is you can tell an interesting story with a character named Manate, especially in nowadays of 2017 now, Cliff, remember how you said you told that joke about uh Chris Rock? Yeah. Black people versus you no know, whatever. You can do that same thing with Manape. Yeah. Here's the thing. Manape is a villain. He's a bad right. guy. He's supposed to be a terrible person. So you can right. have all all these uh, stereotypes and negative connotations. You can have that all these writers, you know, okay, he's this big, dumb, whatever you want to call it. Put all that stuff in the Manape. Make him the worst of the worst make him like a a red skull or or just put all the negative emotion to him but then have him square off against a regal king like black panther which is you what have your, to do. exactly you can have your black panther versus n-word uh fight right there it will be a a, a battle of ideologies oh we damn that's, that's some deep a, shit that's really deep yo <laughs> that's what i'm saying you can have a story like that like but at the same time i'm i'm curious it's about who would write that story. Now, the thing is, I don't want Brian Michael Bendis writing a Man Ape versus Black Panther story. I don't I don't want that to happen. I want somebody to understand the the racial sensitivity of a story like that before they pull something off like that. But if you did that, you could have a story like that. And people are like, huh, that's it. Because, let, let's let's think about Man Ape for a second. First off, Man Ape uh, wants to turn on his own people. You know, to rule Wakanda for himself, he thinks he's better than everybody else around here. He will go to outside help to take over uh, Wakanda. He will go to Claw. He will go to Baron Zemo. He will go to everybody in the, in the masses of evil 
for outside help that's not part of his group to take over to get his own. He'll even give them Wakanda just so he can give them a little part of what he can get. So he's technically still working for them instead of working, working with them. They don't even see him as a partner. So all that stuff right there going on with him versus Black Panther, who is a king who has his own money, who has his own kingdom, and this guy that's un- under him trying to take over, you've had the crab in a bucket mentality, you're having it right there in a the comic or in a movie or whatever you want to have it. It could be a great – like it's, it's so many great stories you could tell with a character like Black Panther with these type of characters that they just – they haven't scratched the surface with them yet, and they're scared to scratch the surface with it because they don't want to offend people. And it's the thing is like they can they can take back. Whoa! Wait, is somebody taking a bath? No, man, I'm a uh, fine fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's someone jumping in the water. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Well, they <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, but yeah that's it, it sounds like that. You know, you can take back you know the negative image of it, of any character and make it your own and turn it into something positive. You know, it's it's yeah. like what you know what Cliff was saying about the N word and black people calling each other that because it's coming from a sort. They're taking right. power. The top, and and I and I don't I don't I do not use the N word or call another. I would never call the black man the N word. I would never do that because I don't want to degrade him like that. I don't want him to see I picture him as that, and yeah. I don't want him to refer to me as that. That but, but like I said, that's two different opinions or you know whatever you want to yeah. say from there. But it's coming from they're 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 diffusing the pain. From the word, and they're, and they're 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 using it from a place of power, where they don't feel offended with each other, and that and that's the thing is like, like like for instance, you know, a couple weeks well, Fourth of July it was released, you know, um, that the Declaration of Independence was uh like it, it said all men are created equal except the the savage. Indians or something like right. that, the, the merciless oh, savage or, or, or black or the slaves. Yeah, 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 and and of course, you know, everybody in the Indian community here, the Native American community, are all up in arms. Oh my God! Oh my God! And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Hell yeah! Okay, Merc- so, merciless Indians. So, so, savage, you, so yeah. you guys go through the same thing we go through on Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the hell? I, hell yeah! I'm, every time I see an article or, or you know, or Ben Franklin or George Washington referred to Native Americans <laughs> as these barbarian, you know, warmar. I'm like, fuck yeah, hell yeah. That sounds so fucking metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, savage, yeah. That's why my podcast is called Geek Savs. It's short for savage, you know. Taking it back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew what they meant on there. That's what we call you know, each other, <laughs> What's up? That's, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, man. <laughs> it really is. That's like it, it opens a whole new meaning to the podcast on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I mean, and here's here's the thing. Uh, my great grandmother was a full blood Cherokee, mm-hmm. and uh, she used to always tell me the stories about you know we got our name because my great grandfather was a freed slave and he married a free uh, a Cherokee Indian, mm-hmm. and they weren't allowed to have a they didn't have a name. So they took the name Win because they came across the border from Missouri, which was a slave state, which how I ended up back here, I have no idea. Um, they came into uh, Win, Arkansas, and okay. that's where we got our last name from. But she told us how they would have not only the colored section, but they would have the Indian section mm-hmm. where the Indians could eat. The Indians had to get water. It wasn't just black. You know, wow. discrimination, so, discrimination has been 
worldwide for years. And, you know, that's that's real cool, man. And that's exactly. why we, we need to all make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. When we sweep the stuff on the rug, you got this bubbling, you know, prejudice and, and hatred. And that's where we are right now. What you're saying that it gets to a boiling point where it just pops out of nowhere. You know, now you got people just doing stuff out of no reason. They don't even know. They don't even know why they're mad because they, you know, they won't. You fail. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and and the worst part about it is, how do you bring that into comic books? How do you bring that into 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 fantasy? But then you got to go back back and look. Walt Disney, you wasn't quite right. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, I saw Dumbo. He wasn't Craig White. Hey, you know, <laughs> I saw Pocahontas. I I saw Little Mermaid. Fucking Peter Disney Pan. Ain't, ain't quite right either. Yeah, Peter Pan. Fuck Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. <laughs> You're right. I mean, so and like you said, the problem is, and this is the biggest problem. If you are not white. And you get upset when black people or any person of color, Native American, Hispanic, Asian, if you get upset when we voice our opinions about stuff, because and then the first thing you tell us is get over it. That was a long time ago. It didn't happen to you. Yada, yada, yada. That shows me that you're crazy. Because it hasn't ended. Reservations are still there. Mm-hmm. They're still they're still poorly funded. I remember Donald Trump's punk ass made a commercial because the Native Americans were building casinos. Yeah. He actually paid for a commercial that said, we didn't pay them to build casinos. <laughs> this message paid for by Trump casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's trying, to, he's trying to get rid of, like, tribal sovereignty now. He's trying to take it right away. Ah, fuck that. Let's get back to comic books. <laughs> <laughs> right. To be continued on yeah. Geek Sam. Oh, get on this shit out, man. <laughs> Part two is coming. I'm, okay. so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about sociology to the, to the, to the fun group. Okay. Yeah. Now, what was really bad about it, because the next subject we were going to talk about is a subject that actually brought Cliff on to begin with the, uh, in the first place. And how many Doctor Who fans do we have here? I am. Oh, exactly. I, I don't okay, dislike cool. okay. I don't dislike Doctor. I, I I'm not current on the the new season. I only watched a couple episodes and fell behind. But uh, but yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> well, some news that shocked the world of people that I didn't even know were Doctor Who fans, but, but all of a sudden <laughs> now they seem like they are or were or not anymore. Uh, we have a the thirteenth Doctor, mm-hmm. and the thirteenth Doctor is a woman, and. Yeah, the internet is eating itself alive right now, burning itself to the ground. Uh, some people like it, some people was waiting on it, some people hate it. We got so many blogs going either or about it, and honestly, I'm gonna just go first on this one. It's kind of expected. I mean, if you've been watching Doctor Who for like the last five years or so like that, every time he regenerates, he always, you know, makes sure whether or not he's a woman or not. Like he could, he don't know if he's gonna turn into a woman next time he transforms anyway. So the fans were already kind of conditioned that, yeah, he could be a woman if they ever decide to go their way. Uh, the last doctor they had, everybody us, uh, thought that before he was announced, he was going to be a woman anyway. Yeah, they, know, they've been oh. talking about, you know, making him a woman or making him black or whatever for a while. You know? Right. <laughs> because he's not even human. He can be whatever. Yeah. Or, or she can be whatever. It, they, whatever. Well, let me tell you this. 
This is why it's a problem. It's a problem because people don't like change. If they did Superman, the movie, and they used the Earth 2 Superman, General Zod's black son, I ain't figured that one out yet either. <laughs> people would lose their minds. And you'd have to tell them, well, that's a Superman from another Earth. Okay. They have been leading up to this. You are absolutely right. They've been testing the waters. They te- the first test they did was, and it was started with Matt Smith. When he pulled it, oh my God! And then he goes, oh no, I'm not, you know. <laughs> and his thing was, I want to be ginger. He wanted to have red hair. The problem is, are they doing it because it's a good story, going to be a good story, or are they doing it for the PC community? Or because of Wonder Woman. Why can't it be both? (laughs) Oh, that's the funniest shit I heard right there. Oh, a female Doctor Who. Well, what are they going to do next? A male Wonder Woman? Like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Wonder Man's already out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But people don't, but you know, I I didn't like it because I I like Doctor Who being the Doctor. You know, I I was my favorite storyline is him and River Song. Uh, let me get back from the fish. <laughs> um, my favorite storyline was him and River Song. I remember when he, I, his first episodes, he had a granddaughter. He had children. Um, David Tennant's Doctor was asked, "Was he ever married?" He said, "Yes." Do you have children? He said, "Not anymore." His children were. Were dead. Then they had. Then they had a girl who was supposedly his daughter. You know, and you know, it's, it just it caught me off guard. I'm not going to go to the extreme and say I will never watch it. Doctor Who's dead. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but here's the thing: if I don't like something, whether it be Michael Bendis's direction at Marvel, whether it be Batman versus Superman, whether it be Justice League action, if I don't like something I don't have to watch it and it doesn't make me a bad person it doesn't make me sexist it doesn't make me racist but it just makes me a person I don't this is not what I want so if you don't want something you shouldn't be crucified for it because you don't agree with somebody else now it's a done deal uh, the actress who plays her you know I told you when we were talking yesterday Leroy, I go across to the pond where the show is made okay. and those people over there are just as divided as people in the states are oh i imagine because they're like the doctor's a bloke <laughs> <laughs> you know and then the actress you know you get about 10 people say oh she's such a wonderful actress and then you get about 50 people say she sucked and she's whining <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's a weird thing i will probably revisit this Doctor, because I didn't like Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. I I liked his because he was different. He was just different enough. I was like, okay, he's supposed to be like a a badass ass kicking doctor. Okay, I can I can deal with that, you know. Well, he I, my my favorite Doctor was John Pertwee and Tom Baker. Okay, hey, that's okay. that's old school. That's digging yeah, in the crazy. Right yeah, and and that's why I say when I say I'm a Doctor Who fan, I'm literally a Doctor Who fan. I'm not a modern Doctor. Doctor Who fan. I remember K9, Sarah Jane Smith, Tegan, you know, 
Peter Davidson, the doctor who preceded Tom Baker, who almost killed the show because they went young. Young and blonde. Yeah. Uh, almost American. Uh, didn't really like him. Didn't watch again until I found out he was regenerating. Then he regenerated into an idiot. <laughs> and then that guy regenerated into, you know, the guy who looked like a drunk uncle. Well, and then that guy gets shot in yeah. the drive by in a horrible movie with Eric Roberts and regenerates into Paul McGann. <laughs> okay? Then you have to find out Paul McGann crashed the ship during a Doctor Who mini-episode and the uh, sisters of whatever they were, I forgot them. Because there's so many names in Doctor Who. They gave him a pill like on the Matrix because he had to go fight in the Time War. And he turned into John Hurt. Uh, the first Doctor Zero Doctor, I can't remember, Doctor Zero, I can't remember what they called him. I seen no, the movie, though. I know which one you're War talking Doctor. about. He was the War, War Doctor. Doctor. That's what it, yeah. And he regenerated into Christopher Eccleston. So, by all rights, this, this new doctor is not 13. She's actually 14. Well, I guess they call that doctor Doctor Zero, so they like don't count that doctor, yeah, the war said, doctor. Yeah, he wasn't the doctor. You know, yeah. No, hey, you know. Cassius Clay is still Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, okay, let, but I see what you're saying. Legacy and what people expect and tradition, you have to say to that. But at the same time, the last doctor, people didn't like him. Numbers and the ratings dropped out. Yeah, nobody liked him. It wasn't him. It was a writing. Could have been. But the show oh. itself had issues. Like, people love Matt Smith. People love David Tennant. Both but those they, guys, you know, but, but when they, they dropped hated, off. But Leroy, they hated Matt Smith at first. At that's first, thing, but he grew on that's them. The thing, that's the thing about, and Peter Capaldi grew on a whole bunch of people. Go on there and look at how many people when they found out he was leaving. Oh, yeah, I love my doctor. Peter Capaldi's great. Yeah, because they know what's coming next. Yeah. No cuss going to say that. Well, and I thought it was going to be Chris Marshall, who was on the same show where this actress, they were both on the show called Broadchurch, and the new-haired writer left Broadchurch to come write the Doctor Who show. So, yeah, because I know Steven Moffat, that ain't Moffat, he's he's leaving, so. Yeah. yeah, he writes Sherlock Holmes, which is a great, great story. Yeah. But a lot of people are just rude, man. I saw a, a post but this guy went in on a woman and her child. Called him ignorant and bigot and all that because she was a woman and she said, I don't want my doctor to be a woman. <laughs> My friend Chloe, I posted her interview, her, her pod uh, review. She said, this is unpopular, your favorite word, but unpopular post. I don't want my doctor to be a woman either. Because what they're going to do is they're going to, because she's, they're going to over, they're going to over doctor her. Oh, you think it's going to be like Supergirl where everything's going to be about feminism and. Right. And her first statement in her first interview since it came out, her first statement, guys, was this. As a feminist, I am overwhelmed. Why is that even necessary to say unless you got an agenda? Maybe she was a feminist before she became Doctor Who? Yeah, but why does it... Oh, oh, let, me, let me say that. The Doctor. 
Because I know right. people get pissed off every time they say that. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay, go for yeah, it. but you know what I'm saying. If Idris Elba said as a black man, I'm overwhelmed. People, people's heads would explode. You're the yeah. doctor. So, no but at the same time, we know, but every doctor has a different personality. So we know this doctor won't be like the last doctor, you know, and, and no, nor is she going to try to be. And here's the thing. Are they going to turn all the companions into guys now? Probably not. We don't know which <laughs> way this doctor swings, you know. Well, I mean, because if this doctor, I mean, and I found a lot of people, I don't care if you, you know, my sister lived the, the, uh, alternative lifestyle for years and then she decided she liked men again so i don't have a problem with your sexual preference but that's the question if you got two women on the tardis are you going to have a, a an assistant or a companion that's going to be always in jeopardy are you going to have people flirting with this new doctor or maybe we could just wait for the show to come out and then judge for that. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. I don't know. But as somebody who didn't like it, it's a human nature for people to always go where? To the negative. Yeah, I mean, because we always get these knee-jerk reactions. We haven't seen one episode. Like, if we see a pilot and then it goes that, you know, feminist direction and it's all about girl power and don't call me nurse who, I'm doctor who, whatever, then we can flip out. But until we get to that point, you know, let's just calm down. You know, this reminds me of, you know, this reminds me of, and since you come with a guy, you know what I'm talking about, Mystique. Oh. You know, I'm going with this. You know, I'm going with this. Okay. So Mystique, of course, we know she's a shape of things like that, but she can be whatever she wants to be. So, Nightcrawler was originally not supposed to be her, uh, so well, she wasn't supposed to be Nightcrawler's mother. She was supposed to be Nightcrawler's father at first. But Marvel saw the direction that Chris Claremont was going with the story, like, whoa, 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 what the fuck you doing? No, shut that shit down. No, we do not want a woman to be this guy's father to be that because this is the 70s. We're not ready for that type of stuff yet. So, because she. His mama, right? That's supposed to be the mama, right? Exactly. So. So they were like, no, nah, that story is way too weird for that. So no, make him the mom and make the guy something else. And we don't care who you make him. Just make him somebody else, you know. But eventually they had a story later on, like almost a decade later, where they actually did show that Destiny and Mystique were married. And right. Mystique was a man. And they lived together like for like 50 years or something like that. We just, just, just lived together, you know. But that was like way like in the 80s or 90s something like that. But in the 70s, no, nah, that, that shit wasn't flying. So... And Time when they changed. did it, yeah. And when they did it, it was awesome because I, I'm a, I have one, one through five in reprints, and ten through fifty six in actual X Men, and then the new X Men. I've got every issue ever printed, and I'm gonna tell you, the X Men have always been a microcosm of society. Exactly. But they, people want to act like it's something that just started, you know, in 2012 or 2010 or something. Well, that's because they just started watching cartoons in 95, 96. 96. Or they watched <laughs> the cartoons and didn't get it. <laughs> and didn't get it, you know. Uh, I always like the, the fact that people don't know Wolverine's Canadian. Right. You know, he's not an American. I mean, that's, that was a great line from the movie. Do it for your country. I'm Canadian. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I fought in World War II. Yeah, so what? You know, but Anyway, man, I uh, I think that, you know, 
the initial reaction to Doctor Who is, like you said, it's a complete knee jerk. I personally understand, you know, uh, my buddy who put who said he was never going, he wasn't going to watch the show. But you know, you have people who wouldn't watch the show because they hated Peter Capaldi. I didn't watch it. I watched the first uh, the pilot episode. I like, nope, I'm done. Because I love Matt Smith, I love David Tennant, but the new guy, I I can't get it. So, so now that they changed it up this much, I'm like, I'm back on board at least for the the first episode. I'm curious to see where it's going. That's all. I'm going to watch the Christmas special, and I'm going to watch the first story arc. If it's good, I will give it a chance. If it turns into the CW Supergirl, (laughs) I'm going to vomit on my remote and remove it from my DVR. <laughs> and, and then we can shout, we can shit on this movie from the top of the mountains oh, and, and tell everybody about it. Then we're then we justified in it, right? But but you like I said, but you have some people like you said who came out of no. It was people attacking this guy <clears throat> and arguing with me for defending him, who I have never seen on this site. Right. I mean, call. I mean, just calling him names. And here's the really crazy part. Wouldn't say the stuff you saw me in person. Wouldn't say the stuff you saw Keenan. I mean, the guy in person. If you saw him walking down the street, you wouldn't walk up and say that to him. Exactly. That's the internet. internet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm I'm gonna tell you. You know, uh, you're a rap fan. Jadakiss has the greatest line. I you I think you liked it one time when I quoted it on my own page. Social media has given a forum to cowards. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I don't have to agree with you and be cool with you. I don't have to disagree with you to not like you. You know, because people, everything in the world right now is about feelings. Uh, I put a post up there. Movies you couldn't make in 2017. Number one, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. You not make that movie today. Shit, they, they almost didn't even make it back good. Remember, Richard Pryor was supposed to be in that shit. They didn't want him in there. Right. <laughs> well, he just, yeah, he just he co-wrote it and kind of just stepped back from it. Well, hey, he was high. <laughs> he didn't step back. That movie was in rehab. <laughs> well, but, uh, another, movie, another movie you couldn't make, Dirty Harry. Oh. No, a, a, a white cop just shooting black and brown people in the middle of the street? No, it's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> if they make it, if they made it, it would be a hit because there's so many people who like that kind of shit. Yeah. Want me to prove it? November 2016. They showed up. Yep. They that's why I was saying we're in the whole that's why I was saying this whole prejudice and hatred we have going on right now has been bubbling because we don't yeah. have this stuff out in the open. Right. And it catches up yeah. at the last minute because it was almost. Here's the thing: what happened in November 2016, and I hate to go this next right, but I'm going anyway. That was a coup. That's basically right. what that was. It exactly it was. Yep, that was a revolution. When and it happened right on the a glorious revolution. It was bloodless. Yep. In some cases, hey, in some cases, because a whole lot of people did get shot on the street, and ain't, ain't nobody go to jail for it. Yep. Yeah. You know, but uh. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing about it is a lot of people might be listening to your podcast, guys. They don't like this. They want us to only talk about this. But here's the thing. Oh, we're listening. If you're a comic book fan or a science fiction fan, then you're kind of a, you're kind of a lefty. 
because the, the first and greatest science fiction show of note, not of all time, of note, is Star Trek, which is yeah. about what? Can't we all get along? And when we do, can you see what we can accomplish? Yeah. White man was still in charge, though, but yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, yeah. But you know, hey, white guy was in charge of the underground railroad, too. I mean, hey, you know, yeah. here's, here's the thing. All need each other. That's that's the whole thing. That's the yeah. whole premise of, of being a human being. Human means color. Human. We are colored man. All of us. The line, one of, one of my great lines from movies, uh, Tuskegee Airmen. And you probably, if you've seen it, you know where I'm going, Leroy. He said, now, wait a minute now. When y'all sick, y'all turn blue. Y'all turn oh, yeah. green. When, when yeah. you sad, you turn blue. When you mad, you turn red. And you got the nerve to call us color? You know, <laughs> that's one of the great lines because it's true. And people always attack what they're not. When you're mad at somebody or you're unhappy with somebody or you're afraid of somebody, your initial description of them, it tells you everything. When somebody says, what does Leroy and Cliff look like? They black. That's, okay. it. That's all they can say. <laughs> they black. But, you know, you hear people say, well, I, I can't tell you what he looked like, but I know he was black. <laughs> huh? And, you know, my like on my in the interstellar media group, Cheap Plug, I tell people, post what you want to post, but be respectful. If you don't like it, don't comment. That's right. the eat. What's, what's the old golden rule? You got nothing good to say? Don't say it. Don't say it. And I mean, if you're a comic book fan, a science fiction fan, and, you know, if people say, well, I, I watch that stuff and read that stuff to escape. Well, I don't know what you was reading, but unless you was reading Gold Key. <laughs> right. <laughs> because Image, DC, Marvel, and especially Valiant, they come at you with the real stuff. Dynamite. It's, it's been there from the beginning. Always. You remember when I posted all that old stuff uh, with Will? Because I said, cause I said, fuck Will Eisner, racist motherfucker. Oh, we talking about with, with his sidekick Ebony White? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most black kids who are in their forties or grown up people now in their forties, they like Spider Man. We like Spider Man for two reasons: one, he was covered from head to toe, and he could be anybody, including us. Mm-hmm. And number two, Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Electric Company. Electric Company. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh damn. Black kids watch Electric. White kids watch Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's 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 just one of those things, man. I I mean, I used to love Lost in Space, but I remember asking my mom and dad one time, "Mom, why ain't no black people lost in space?" And you know? that's that's actually a deeper discussion because here's the thing. With with lost in space and science fiction like that, and this is where the problem of being like you know this clip being a black nerd, a lot of the stuff that we're that we like, none of this stuff is marketed to us. We're exactly. not the we're, right. We're not the demographic for it. Right. So right. that's why that's why when when like our peers and our family members things like that that look at us and we like this stuff, they can't understand why. Like this stuff wasn't made for you. Oh yeah, they get mad because we like superheroes. Exactly. You know, like we want to be Superman, we want to be you know a white guy flying around stuff like that. Yeah, that's not you, you know. That's not, and that's not what we. And, and here's the thing: being, being a, a, a nerd or a black, especially a black nerd, we really don't even look at their color. People, right? 
outside of our genre make us look at it. Right. You know, I, now I'm going to tell you, Spawn, I was pissed off when Terry Fitzgerald was changed. I didn't like that. And Todd McFarlane, the reason the movie hadn't really been made is because he put it out there. The studios told him he could not do Spawn with the cast he had picked out. It would be a black movie. And they were not going to they were not going to support a black movie. Yep. And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. You know, and Wesley Snipes said it when they made him do uh, Blade three. They were trying to take his franchise from him. Yep. Yeah, that was like hell, uh, the Night Stalkers and everybody else because he was barely in the movie. There was like all the kids around him, like Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel and stuff. And yeah. yeah. And speaking of Ryan Reynolds, can either one of y'all tell me why people hate Green Lantern? Huh. Well, oh, it had shitty special effects. One thing. Oh, uh, it, it isn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a great movie. I put it like that. It wasn't a bad movie. But it wasn't a great movie. It was kind of disjointed. Overall, it was kind of yeah. But you can't really have eh, superhero movies in this decade. That it doesn't work like that. You either you either great. You're either ten ten. You either uh move the jump, move the needle forward, or you suck. There is no middle ground. Okay, but Green Lantern came along at the same time we were getting movies such literary classics as. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> but we said that shit sucked too. Yeah, yeah I, I but, think that shit was dope though. I like that shit. <laughs> I like Green Lantern. I could I couldn't make it through it. I could not I like, like Ghost Rider too. Through. I like both Ghost Riders. Yeah. <laughs> I like the first one. Second one, I was I had I smoked a lot of weed when I watched it. So <laughs> back when I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. Stay off drugs, kids, especially if you want a job. Right. Uh, but I think that when I what I have to do, Leroy and Eli, is when I go to a comic book movie, I have to go in there with no expectations. I have to go in there like I'm going to a spinner rack, and it's 1980, and I got $2 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get some shit. Because if I go in there and critique it like a guy who took introduction to film, I will cherry pick the shit out of it. Now, let me ask you this. Fan Four Stick sucked, right? The last one that came out. Yeah. How many bad. of us, right, but how many of us in here went to the theaters and paid money to watch that movie? I did. Okay. Eli, what, what about you two? No, I, I didn't, I watched it like last summer, or like recently, when it came on cable, I saw it. Oh, you didn't go to the theaters and watch it? No, man. No, you're not I a nerd. I didn't like the, I didn't. Thought it like they looked like little kids. I like saw it. I was like, man, the Fantastic Fourteen year olds. Like, I don't, I don't know Fantastic. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I agree with you on that. I thought that, it was shit in the trailer. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree why. with you. It looked like it was gonna suck. I knew it was gonna suck, but guess what? I paid my money anyway because I wanted. I was curious to see how bad it was gonna suck. Right, because and I it's think, a it's a comic book movie. So I, the thing is, me being in the comic books, I think I'm going to get more enjoyment out of the – even the bad movies, I'm going to get more, more enjoyment out of them than people that have no connection to people whatsoever. Like if you never heard Green Lantern, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, you don't care unless it's like some movie that they make you care. But if it's like those type shit movies, the majority of the general public don't care. But if you're really into comic movies, you're going to watch them, maybe not at the theaters. 
but you're going to eventually have enough curiosity to watch just to see how bad, this, you know, how bad the shit is, you know. Right. And that's what it was. When I walked out, I was like, yeah, that movie fucking sucked. You know? <laughs> when I walked out of Watchmen, I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, when I walked out of Sin City, I was like, fuck, yeah. The first one. When I, yeah. walked, I walked out of Sin City 2, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it's, I go see them because I am a nerd. I'm going to go see them. And, and, nobody, I, and I, right, and I think we're going to get some enjoyment out of them no matter what. Yeah. Not much, but we're going to get some enjoyment because we, we're going to have some relation to them that, the, you know, the other general movie audience don't have. Exactly. Like oh. the 15-minute uh, the fight scene between Doomsday and Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. I was giddy as hell. <laughs> I'm a mark for Superman. Yeah. When he came out of the sky and was making them sonic booms. Right. And hit Doomsday and knocked him into that refinery. <laughs> and was floating there like, yeah, bitch. That's <laughs> Superman. And when Batman almost got fried and Wonder Woman dropped down and shielded him, how she shielded him, I don't know. I didn't know the magic bracelets could overcome that kind of energy discharge, but they did it. It worked. And then they had that great music kick on for introduction, <laughs> which made the inner nerd in me go, yes. <laughs> and when he said, she with you, yeah, I thought she was with you. Ain't she Kryptonian? Yeah. <laughs> right. The one joke that was in the movie. Yeah. And like they saved it for that one moment. Yeah. And then they showed they, in the trailer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And when they turned <laughs> and it was the Trinity, that was a mark out moment. Right. It's a it moment a that we never thought we would see. We you would know. ever see. And right. The, and I was in there with a bunch of comic book people. I went to I, my, uh, my a good friend who was murdered, who ran Clint's Comics in Kansas City, which was the oldest comic book store in the Midwest. He had passes and we all went. And he's who introduced me to Neil Adams, Stan Lee. Uh, I met Carmine Infantino, uh, so many other legends, you know, that are no longer with us, unfortunately. But I went with them and I was the only black guy, but I'm a comic creator myself. And I got a lot of advice and stuff. But we all were in the movie and I listened to them critique the movie. We were all at Arthur Bryant's barbecue after the movie, a table of 18 people. And they were like, man. We just saw Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman on the same screen. Yep. We saw we saw them mention Dark Side. We just saw Superman punch Batman. And then the greatest moment in that fight between Superman and Batman is when Batman is hitting him with them them one hitters and the right. kryptonite wears off. And <laughs> you just hear the metal <laughs> scraping. <laughs> and it's like he's like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, and he had his hands up like, oh, I was just playing. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we gonna now I'm gonna thump you because anybody who's 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 real about it, Superman could fly into orbit, find Batman on Earth with his telescopic vision, and throw a penny at his head. Right, and there'd be no more Batman. That's it. No more Batman. So, so all this Batman versus Superman. See, Frank Miller has said that when he did that wrote that book initially the story everybody talks about that but 
Superman became redeemed at the end of the Dark Knight. He no longer was a government puppet. Yeah. He understood what Bruce was trying to tell him, and that's all Bruce wanted. They are friends. They're like they're like they're like two friends. You remember the old cartoon Sheepdog and the Wolf? Yeah. That's Batman and Superman. Morning, Bob. Morning, Jim. You know. That's just how they're friends. They just they're the same coin, different sides. You know, but did any did any, did any of y'all read the uh the Justice League issue? I think it was twenty four. Uh when did that come out? Like was it last week or a couple weeks? The one where Mira comes up and like kicks the whole Justice oh, League. Oh no, I saw scans of it. I haven't read it yet. That that's so that that's where that came from. Okay. I saw like Batman was trying yeah. to jump her and she turned around and like grabbed him by the throat or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny because she just kicked everybody's ass. You know, the whole Justice League are laid out. But then you see Batman's little cowl ears peeking up through the water in the background. And it just looked <laughs> <laughs> like Jaws or something. I remember just like, like, I just remember busting out laughing. I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is Batman going to do? <laughs> and of course, Nothing. And of course, she grabbed, yeah, and of course, she grabbed him and she was choking him. But then he launched some kind of sonic, uh, you know, Disruptors that fucked up her, you know, her brain waves because of the sound, and she let go of them. What? So, so wait, <laughs> still won? Well, he made he made her let him go. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> but it was just funny, like you know, the Justice League are all laid out, Mira standing there in her victorious pose, and then you see in the background these little ears popping up out of the water. Like here comes Batman. Like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, you guys ever heard of Paragon? Uh-uh. What's that? Paragon was a villain in the Justice League in the 80s. And Paragon had the ability to absorb the energy, not the powers, the energy of everything around him. Okay. He hit Superman so hard in that book that he knocked him wherever the Omega men are. Wow. And Green Lantern and Firestorm and uh, Black Canary eventually beat him. They, you know, they, 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 they realized that he couldn't do the power. They broke his concentration. When Superman got back, Paragon was like, I'll kill you all. Superman walked up behind him, and Batman grins. He turns around and goes, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. 80 Superman? That was your ass. Right. Which is why they can't have that type of Superman in nowadays, you know. And and that's the thing. The Injustice Superman is like that because he's basically Superboy Prime. Well, well, he's not as powerful as Superboy Prime, but he's just as evil as Superboy Prime. So even just having an evil Superman would just take over everything. Yeah. I don't... I want people to understand that Comics are about speculation and serialized storytelling and having fun. People don't need to fight every time in every comic book. But here's the problem. Those are the ones that everybody that are selling. Isn't that crazy? Right. That's the only stories people want to see now. Chris Claremont took the Uncanny X-Men and told a story. John did the same thing with the Fantastic Four. Uh, the Defenders, it was all about, a, it was 
that there was a conflict building. There's what Marvel does now, and Eli, when you ask that, I don't, I don't, I haven't bought new comics in a long time because everything's about a fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Batman, how many times are they gonna reboot Batman? <laughs> or Superman. They, or Superman. I call me when you guys want to do the Superman. Why I hate Lois Lane, and I got my. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you saw the picture I posted, but it was a picture of Superman Prime, grown-up Superboy Prime when he's Superman Prime. Yeah, it tore open his chest and had yeah. a Superman tattoo or a brand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I said, this is what happens when you don't bust a nut. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because all that buildup, too much testosterone, he go crazy. And Lois Lane can't do nothing for him. There was actually a, a, a book called Man of Steel, Woman of Tissue. Well, so, there's been some theories about that. For instance, I think I remember the episode of Smallville. They always, somebody asked uh, Clark, how can you and Lois do it? And he was like, well, I learned how to control I myself. Control, yeah. yeah. Well, you talked about that before. I was like, yeah. I mean, he's Anything? Superman. You can, you can do it. Hey, come on, dog. <laughs> a nut is a nut from Krypton to Camden. <laughs> <laughs> if you bust a nut you got that kind of control you boy come on that's why he's Superman we're not so. you right super control this is the other thing he's soft because if he got turned out by Lois Lane he's soft dog your first piece you, you just gone <laughs> you are my everything you're my world yeah, yeah, think about it. Lo- Lois Lane represents his love for humanity but, no it doesn't because they just started that shit. Louise Simonson and her husband were consultants on Lois and Clark. Jerry Schuster, uh or Jer- or Siegel, one of their one of their wives was the original model, physical model for Lois Lane. The personality was based on a on a reporter around at that time. The scrappy little reporter, always in trouble, damsel in distress. Superman in a in more iterations that have that are not popular was never ever with Wonder Woman. He was with the sorceress Lana Lane. He was with Lori Lamars. He has been with Wonder Woman on countless occasions. You know, but when the Lois and Clark TV show was on, they married him in the comics because they were going to marry him on the show. And that's where all this came from. Superman grew up with his parents. He was a teenager and sometimes a, a young adult when Mom and Pa Kent died in the 80s. When the John John Byrne did, they were still alive. They had just killed Paul Kent a few years ago. So all this, he learned his humanity from Lois. No, he got raised. He was an infant. So I can't go with that, Leroy. She just, I mean, she just, she, she the head cheerleader who want to screw the quarterback. That's who she is. <laughs> I'm saying in, in today's story now, that's what Lois Lane, because you got to remember, these stories always get rebooted, re, uh, and they really get rebooted because Times change. Well, how did so, you like the 52 Superman and Lois Lane's relationship? What relationship? They didn't have that's it. The point. That's right. And, and that's it, that's my whole point, because they, they changed a, 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 a crucial point of it where they needed to be together. Because the thing is, if you have Superman screwing Wonder Woman, a guy screwing a guy, it's like, why does he care about humanity? Why should he ever come back to humanity? Why should he ever have a job? Why should he ever even come back to Earth? He just well, lives where she's at. And Lois gives them a reason to come back or care about Earth. 
for Leroy? Why is she outing? Why she didn't really want him? She just wanted the story. She the outed her. True, true. Maybe it's because of she want she wanted him, but he was with. Lo- she was jealous. There you go. But that's okay. Well, if she was, okay. But if she was with Lois, if he was with Lois, that shit would never happen. But here's the thing, man. Why Superman can't be happy? Wonder Woman made him happy. Wonder Woman is a god. But here's but the thing. Wonder Woman is too much like him. Well, she and and that's the whole thing. Everybody always says Wonder Woman is too much like him, but they but the, everybody cheering for Catwoman. Well, I mean, but the, no, actually, that no, actually they're not. Batman and Catwoman are not alike. They're both nocturnal adventurers. They're both free spirits. And yes, yeah, she started off as a criminal, but her, his love made her go straight. She's not really straight. She kind of walks that line, you know. Yeah, but he has so, to but marry. She's still, she's still on the other side. Well, he's on the, this side of the law. She's on the side of the law. Yeah, she comes back and forth. She hops that fence every now and then. But that's what but makes them. them. If, if, they, if, if Catwoman was good or yeah. a hero, it wouldn't work between them. Well, you know, me and you both know, and Eli, I don't know this, but the original Batwoman, Batman married. Yeah. Back in the 30s okay. and 40s, Batman married Kathy Kane. Then they turned her into a, a nutso and killed her. And then she came back and she decided she didn't like men anymore. And like. Well, that's all the shit they did to her. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. And, and then she carries a gun, which you we all know Batman ain't rolling with nobody carrying no gun. True, Until, but hey, Batwoman is her own woman, so. Yeah, hey, and I'm gonna tell you what, uh, her Detective Comics run was really good. <laughs> it was really good because I give everybody a chance. You know, I hated when they killed off the Crimson Avenger when she was a black woman. I don't know why she had to die, but she did. You know. Oh well. Yeah, hey man, it's a comic, and, and I'm gonna tell you now. Here's something I do not like. I do not like what they did to Mister Terrific on Arrow. I just don't like that actor. I just don't like the actor, the character, or anything. Like the entire portrayal is wrong, just bad. Exactly. And here's, here's like from another. top to bottom, fundamentally, systematically, everything. Let me tell you what I don't like. They substituted homosexuality for atheism. That's just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest with you. I, nothing well, about the character works. Well, the goofiness and the la- and the fact that he can't fight, and we all know from comics that Mr. Terrific will kick your ass. Exactly. Tri- triathlon and all this stuff, right. And then they mention, I'm a tri- I'm a, I was in the Catholic, I was an Olympian. And you get your ass whooped by everybody? Right. But, see, that's because this is, this is what I mean when I say the suits. The suits will fuck up a wet dream. You've got Arrow. You bring in all these B-list characters, okay, and you screw them up. Roy Harper. Why not let him be Speedy? You know? Yeah. Why not? Well, why not? Speedy had their own problems, you know. Just... Yeah. Well. Yeah. And the Deathstroke thing. I... Oh, that reminds me. That Speedy actor, Red Arrow, actually did come out the closet. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling about him too. Well, I mean, you men, heterosexual men can tell. We can tell, you know, because we watch. We even if you were an actor, you just 
look, you know, you just do certain things too good. You're too right. sensitive. Oh, yeah. Plus, plus he just was too pretty to be I wasn't going to say he was too pretty because, you know, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, what do you guys think of the guy who plays Superman on Supergirl? Outside oh, of the I, love, I love the guy. Yeah, I love the guy. Uh, that's yeah, the yeah. Superman that should have been in the DCEU. They know how to do Superman, and, and the movies don't. Like, they need to learn what they did in, in, that, in that show. Hmm. I'm, watching, I'm watching a commercial now for uh, new school year clothes, and they've got for Walmart, and it's the uh, Trinity. Yeah. The kids get dressed, and I, that was the coolest commercial I've seen all night. Uh, I, all I want from comic book movies and comic books from now on, man, is to get back to telling good stories. If you if you can tell a good story and incorporate modern uh, topics, great. You know, Chris Claremont did it for what twenty years, right? You know, Fantastic Four was all about exploration. Uh, Alpha Flight, when it first started, you know, was about you know telling good stories. Uh, corporate uh, uh, the military-industrial complex, you know, it's it's a lot. Spider-Man was about a guy who just couldn't catch a damn break. Right. You know, uh, I wrote a treatment when I tried to get a job at Marvel called Gotcha. And I killed the Green Goblin. I bought back Gwen Stacy. I killed John Jonah Jameson, Aunt May, and Flash Thompson. And I turned Spider-Man into a millionaire. But he was the most bitter millionaire ever because the Squires were out there. And if he ever tried to give his company away, sell it off or not run it, Mm -hmm. everybody else who was still out there that he loved would be killed. They told me they appreciated my submission, but it was too dark. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I had happen to Gwen? What was that? Gwen was never dead. No. Uh, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. Nah. That's, that's one thing you can't undo. Let me let me explain how I fixed it. And as a comic book fan, Eli, you read comics too, don't you? Yeah. Okay. As a comic fan, have you read Amazing Spider-Man One Twenty One? Is that the Death of Gwen Stacy? Yeah. 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 Let yeah. me tell you. Let me tell you how I fixed it. The Green Goblin, and we've all found out in Amazing Spider-Man One Thirty Three One. 34, that he bankrolled what experiment? Which one? What was the the clone thing? Right. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She came back as a clone and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because then, yeah, she came back. The the jackal or something? Yeah. There was a, yeah. Let me tell you how I fixed this. And you tell me, is this, is Neil Adams said this was the coolest shit he'd ever read. Because I bought it to him to let him read it. He read it. He was like, oh, shit. He goes, and you're not working there? And he called some. He uh, he said, Jason Aaron's got a fucking job and you don't. <laughs> but uh, what I did was, if you remember the book and go look at the panels, if you don't have the book. I know, Leroy, you said you got rid of your comics, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I get my hands on it. So OK, she never utters a sound. She never screams. She never moves. She never regains consciousness because she was a clone. When Norman 
was behind her and she's on the phone and you can see him in the window. He kidnapped her. He turned her over to these people overseas where he was going to run to. And he had her in a medically induced coma all these years. Now, of course, this is before the John Michael Straczynski crap where he screwed her and knocked her up. You know, I mean, we, we pretend like that never happened anyway. So, but, but that's, and, and, and it's typical. If you know Green Goblin, Green Goblin is a manipulator, correct? Right. He's a, he plays chess, right? Okay. He made Spider-Man think that he killed his queen. Wouldn't it be more devastating just to kill her? Well, see, here's the thing. What I did in the story was the goblin died because the uh, goblin formula that he made, that he stole from Mendel Straub, it gave him it gave him brain, liver, and abdominal cancer, and it was too aggressive. And he killed like nine different uh, doctors trying to cure himself. They came, came back, but they couldn't. And then they could do. He snapped their necks. So what he did was he decided that if he was going to die, he was going to do the one, one thing that he should have take, taken care of years ago. He was going to make Parker be the man that he should have been. And if you read old Spider-Man, that was his goal from the beginning to make Spider-Man be what? His partner and his successor because he felt Harry was a pussy. So he dies. He puts Parker through all this shit. He blows up the Daily Bugle. He kidnaps Flash Thompson, puts nanites in him, makes him put on the uh, Hobgoblin costume, attack the Midtown High 10-year reunion. Spider-Man takes Mary Jane and Aunt May to the reunion. They get killed. When he blows up the bugle, Jameson gets killed. Robbie Roberts gets injured. He finds out uh, during the fight, because he's underground, when Spider-Man goes to try and pull him out, uh, he gets attacked by another goblin clone. Spider-Man beats his ass. But he gets his mask torn off. Robbie under the rubble sees Peter's face. He blames Peter. And you but know, Robbie, Robbie already know. Well, let's see. That's the thing. Robbie, of course, they always alluded that Robbie already knew, but they never come out and said it. But the injuries that he sustains is going to make him be just as bad as Jameson at the beginning. There's going to be a new hobgoblin. It's going to be Robbie's son. But Gwen Stacy is going to be pull. Uh, her ambulance pulls up to La, uh, LaGuardia Airport, and they're going to put her body wrapped in a sheet at the uh, at the back door, and they're going to find her. And they're going to take her to the hospital. Peter's going to be in there tending the uh, trying to figure out you know what happened with Aunt May because I don't say she's dead until the very end. And then his spider sense is going to be going absolutely crazy, and he's going to walk by the room, and you're going to see that the person that they're working on is Gwen Stacy. And when she wakes up, all she remembers is what she what happened to her when the goblin attacked her. So time has stood still for her, even though it's been 10 years. Does that not kick ass, man? Here's the thing. That story is bigger than Spider-Man, though. That story changed comics. Right. It, it changed the industry. Basically, when, when Spider-Man, like, because nobody saw that coming. So when Spider, when Gwen Stacy died, the Silver Age died with it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I just wrote that because I never, I, just uh, I just could not bear that, man. I was a kid when I read that. I was like, no! <laughs> not Gwen! Because Mary Jane is the rebound chick. 
Right. But I but I think that was yeah. the goal that Marvel was going for at the time. <laughs> you think so? Oh, now I'm gonna tell you what. You remember Not the Mary Jane, the, the Gwen Stacy, like, no, it may do something so shocking people yeah. don't believe it or can't accept it. Oh, it, I mean, it changed Spider-Man forever. It, it changed comics. It's like, okay, comics can go that, that route now. Like, mainstream comics can go, go that way now. Everything's up for grabs. And then they kind of led to the women in refrigerator trope, where they just started oh, killing oh, off girlfriends oh. left and right. And, yeah. Hey, it, it, Vesper. Don't forget about Vesper. Bruce Wayne murderer. Trying to think. Where Lex, Lex Luthor hired a guy to uh, break, to kill Vesper Fairchild. Bruce Wayne's fiance. Oh, and make, like he did it. Yeah, when they had that Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne fugitive. Wait, which one was this? This was called Bruce Wayne fugitive. It ran for like a year, and what it was is uh, Lex was mad because after No Man's Land, Bruce yeah. Wayne stopped him from getting in, getting his hooks in the Gotham. Okay. So he tried to set him up for murder. Yeah. I- I mean, it's been so many dead girlfriends over the, like, uh, the elongated man. That was bad. That uh, was terrible. Yeah. Miss Marvel, that whole fiasco was so bad. They just made her disappear from Marvel for like 10 years. Like, we don't want anything. Like, Rogue, they specifically made Rogue to steal her shit to get rid of her. Cause her, 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 her story was so bad. So. Well, and I mean, the Carol Dale and Miss Marvel, you know, the whole thing, like I said. But, uh, Eli, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we were going to talk about uh, the comics. We're not going to be able to talk about the Deadpool. Ran a little bit longer than we wanted to do. So what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and wrap it up because we pretty much hit every every other thing on the list. We didn't get a chance to talk about apes. We talk about everything but apes. But I'm going to see it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> oh, that way, right. that way we kind of because I know I know you're going to talk about it on Geek Sal. So definitely, I'll avoid that podcast until I actually see the story. Then then listen. <laughs> Yeah, because we're gonna spoil the show. I, I, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, so. Hey, all I'm gonna tell you is this: Caesar is not addressing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, baby driver, only go see that if you're high. Okay, I probably won't oh, go damn. see it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and this and this came from my my beautiful wife and my teenage daughter. Okay. Okay, so was the daughter high at the time? Or? Were they high? <laughs> <laughs> or should they have, do they think they should have been high before they went? Or? No, mom, mom, mom they, that's what they said. We should have been high. Because <laughs> okay. it was terrible. They said Uh-oh. they had more fun than the people walk out. Wow. It's everywhere right. It can't oh, be that bad. So. Well, I mean. He doesn't we, know how to make bad movies. So. Hey, I, I, as far I, as what I've seen. So. Hey, I used to say that about Morgan Freeman. Then I saw Hard Rain and Nurse Betty. <laughs> well, at that point, he's just collecting the paycheck. So, well, I mean, hey, uh, Sam Jackson. There's an internet rumor going around that the Red Skull is going to be back, and Sam it won't, Jackson, be, it won't be Hugo Weaving. You don't think so? Nah, he said he's done. Okay. When that Brink truck pull up in front of his house, I bet you to change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't think they're gonna pay the Red Skull that much money to come back. So. Well, this is this is Marvel. If your name's not Rob Downey Jr., they ain't backing the Brink Trust for you. Well, I don't know. Chris Evans getting the Brink Trust. Chris Evans has earned his spot. Cause before then, they were paying him peanuts also. Well, matter of uh, fact, uh, Scarlett Johansson is making more than him now. 
What? Yes. Yes, it's Robert Downey Jr. and then it's her. She's the second highest paid Avenger. Why? I don't know. You haven't <laughs> it, seen it? It is what it is. Then I don't want to hear nobody complaining about equality here. Right. Is she making more money than Captain fucking America? I don't want to <laughs> Don't have a movie on her name. Don't have a hit movie on her name. Yeah. Hey. Like in, was, in any genre. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Hey, and, and, ha- and ain't got but two moves. The Hook and Rana, which she stole from Ray Mysterio. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and walking up to the whole talking about, sun's getting low. I mean, that's our two moves. That's it. You know, being hot <laughs> red hit. That's, that's what she do. Right, she's gonna do that leg wrap thing around Thanos. He's gonna throw in the sun or some shit. Yeah, it'll tell him. I hope he incinerate her ass when she tries. <laughs> no, nah, it can't be something quick. It's gotta, be, gotta take a time with Black Black Widow. How they did Rhodey. They killed his ass in Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I saw that bullshit. Yeah, like Civil it. War always had to have a black guy die. That's just the rule. And I thought it was just me. <laughs> hey, and then they died. Fucked up. Bill Foster got killed and got stuck in giant form. They couldn't even fucking bury. Right, him. they couldn't. Right, it's just Bill. The entire ditch, just throw him in it. Yeah, throw him in a ditch. What kind of shit? I don't care what nobody say. Brian Michael Bendis is a closet racist. He fucked up. He killed two black guys as a civil war, and he fucked up Wakanda. Reggie Hudlin' mad. <laughs> right, uh, 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 a civilization that hadn't been conquered in 10,000 years. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis did that up. shit twice. Right, hey, and how you gonna get a, the Black Panther has the Infinity Gauntlet on, brings Wakanda back, but don't fix the shit? Right. Everything else fixed though. Yeah, everything else fixed, but Wakanda fucked up. You got insurrection, civil war, uh, his bodyguards like each other and turning on him. Right. And Tanishi Coates is a great novelist, but he sucks as a comic book writer. Yeah, we we, we talked about Coates on here also. We had long conversation about him. So when you guys um, do this again, please call me back. I, I've enjoyed this. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, just let everybody know this is another episode of the, the comic book bullies. Uh, hope you got a chance to enjoy. We had a wide range of topics going on here, so hope you got a chance to, you know, really dig into them. Uh, Eli, you got anything else to add on there? No, I think we got it. <laughs> we good? Okay. So until <laughs> next time, this is Leroy. This is and Eli. the Tribunal. Tell everybody uh, your po- uh, your uh, your group one more time. Old School Comics Interstellar Media Group, and for the for the time being, Comic Book Illuminati. <laughs> for the time being, <laughs> well. Well, until then, we will talk to you later. All right. All right.